This is Dies and Shoe X, the podcast, episode 227, special preview episode for Oticon 2010. Hello, hello there, welcome to uh, a special episode of Dies and Shoe X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Daizenju EX. We aim to cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. As of recording right now, it is Wednesday, July 28th, 2010. It is about 10.30 p.m. About 24 hours from now, uh, I should have my badge at Oticon down in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm hoping to have a beer in my hand at this time. Looking forward to a fun-filled anime convention weekend. We just put out an episode, and I was debating what I wanted to do for the coming weekend, because, as you know, we do have a panel coming up, 10 Things You Didn't Know About Dragon Ball, that we'll be doing with our buddies from Konzentai. I, I guess I should say who I am. My name is Mike Vegito EX. Uh, if you haven't listened to the show before, this is very, very much unlike what you'll hear with our regular episodes. We have a topic for you this week, but we don't have the regular news and the emails and the releases. I was debating whether or not I wanted to even number this episode, but I think I am anyway, because we've, we've done some bonus episodes, but they've always been joint productions with other podcasts. This is just a fun thing we're slapping together to get into the spirit of uh, convention season, even though it's kind of coming to a close for the summer right now. It's a very Oticon-specific episode that I recorded actually yesterday with our buddy Mark from the Fanboy Review. You'll hear all about it as uh, we get going with the topic in just a couple minutes here. After last year's Oticon with Dragon Box announcements from Funimation, I thought it would be great to kind of regroup and revisit and relook at where we are in North America with releases of the entire Dragon Ball franchise from Funimation and give a look forward to the next year. But really kind of make predictions. It's fun to do that. Make predictions about what we expect to see this weekend. So for those of you heading down to Oticon, I'm hoping you can maybe listen to this on the way or while you're there getting ready for uh, the long weekend you have ahead of you. And if you're not going to the con, at least you can be there with us in spirit listening and projecting thoughts along the way with everyone. So enjoy this special fun little episode. As you've heard on the previous episode, we don't really know what the schedule is going to be coming up because we're away for the weekend and then the very next week Julian my cohort at Daizen X, is having his American style wedding he is back in the USOA I'm traveling up to be a part of his special day here in the US and I get to meet the little one as well you've heard Julian is a daddy very very exciting times here at Daizen X. so enjoy Oticon enjoy what content you have coming your way uh hopefully over the next couple weeks maybe we'll have our oticon panel we'll have maybe some special episodes some little tidbits here and there we're glad to have you with us have a blast with this episode as I am recording right now, it is, let's see, Tuesday evening, a couple days before Oticon is set to happen down in Baltimore, Maryland. I wanted to get together with a buddy and do the 
pontification that we are so, so good at here on Daizenju EX, the podcast. So welcoming to the show right now, I have our buddy Mark from Fanboy Review. What's up, yo? Nothing at all, minus being tired. Ah, but see, tired and theorizing, this is perfect for the internet, right? Yeah, I know. We can come up with all sorts of crazy theories, and then when they happen, we can pretend like we knew they were going to happen. <laughs> exactly. And if we're wrong, eh, bar for the course. Basically. What we really wanted to do was last year at Otakon, there was such a huge announcement with Dragon Ball Z and the Dragon Boxes from Funimation. And even just before then at Anime Expo, it was the worst kept secret of the time, but Funimation was going to re-release the entire Dragon Ball TV series, which would include the first 13 episodes for the first time bilingual and uncut in North America. America. So it's kind of fun to regroup a year later, kind of take a look at where Funimation has gone with all of the Dragon Ball franchise, what's come out, what's on the horizon, and kind of sit back and go, all right, what's left? What do we think is going to happen? So I guess we'll go quickly through the TV series right now and all the ancillary stuff as well. We'll start with Dragon Ball, the TV series. In this past year, as we're recording this very day, what they call season five has come out and all 153 are out. That's pretty much it, right? Yes, outside of the one exception, which could very well be what they'll announce, which is... (laughs) (laughs) Not not only is it the worst kept secret, I think they've technically announced it twice. Yes. Once because they sent out a screener to a magazine for it, and then once they announced it, and then both times it was... Well, it's not actually yet. Well, what you are talking about is the first Dragon Ball movie. Maybe we can save that for what our expectations are. But as we know right now, and I personally contacted Funimation and said, do we, do we know? Do you guys know? And the stance right now is we're looking at December for that. So do we really know anything? Not entirely, but I guess we'll come back to that. So all of Dragon Ball is out. It's done right now. So I guess we'll just transition right into predictions. We'll break it up this way with the Dragon Ball TV series. Ignoring movie one, do you expect any announcement with regard to Dragon Ball at Otakon this weekend? That's a hard one because logically, absolutely not. It's at least with Z, there were a few months bit of difference here. I think it's just too close to the release of the last set. Right. But you you never know what kind of odd twist they might pull. You know, it might be we have it, but we're not going to do it until the Z Dragon boxes are done. Right. Well, we're obviously talking about a couple different things. It could be either, and we'll talk about this with GT, just a repackaging of all the blue bricks together. Hooray. Or the Dragon Box release of the first TV series, which has not been announced, so we don't want to say yeah. that we're expecting it. It is on the horizon, maybe. They've started giving a different answer at cons regarding when they've been asked about it, though. They've simply said, we're concentrating on the Dragon Ball Z Dragon Boxes for now. Right, and there's that for now carrot dangle out there that people latch on to. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It probably means most logical, easiest to figure answer most people would guess. Are the Dragon Ball Z Dragon Boxes going to keep selling? Maybe, probably, if they do, and if Dragon Ball sells what they expected it to up through all five seasons, then of course they're going to try if it's worth their time, effort, and money. Right, right. Well, that's the answer for everything. Is it financially worth it for them? But it is important to latch on to that for now because it gives them the out. If the Z Dragon Boxes don't succeed, they say, well, we focused on that. That was an experiment that didn't work. So now we're going to go in this direction. So it's it's a diplomatic answer. Z Dragon Boxes basically give them the ultimate diplomatic out for any single Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball thing ever. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because they've done it. Are we going to say perfectly no? 
they've done it effectively, perfectly for ninety nine point nine percent of Dragon Ball Z fans. Right, right. Who who demanded these for years? If they don't sell, we tried. You guys didn't buy them. What are we supposed to? Do? We're not going to do it again. Right, exactly. I guess we're on to Z right now. Uh, Dragon Box. Is due out, I believe, in September. So we're kind of in between releases right now. That'll take us more than halfway through Z. Do we know how well they're selling? They're consistently doing well on the Amazon charts. But because Funimation, I mean, they're part of a publicly owned company right now in Navarre, but we don't get all the nitty gritty details about exactly how many sell. Do we have any anecdotal notes, evidence, information about how well they're doing? Um, I'd say that we keep seeing them be heavily advertised and they haven't seemingly been pushed the side at all like we have seen with some shows and franchises right right i mean there's certain funimation franchises that even on re-releases you see big pushes for them and the fact that we're almost through to the fifth one and they're still pushing hard suggests that at the very least they think it's worth the time and effort to keep pushing like that this stuff could all be pre-prepared for all i know for sure i mean the way they're treating it right now seems to be they're at least meeting expectations trying to think if there's any franchise i can point out that they basically just started ignoring so you know just throwing it out and being done with it right where, where they continue to release it but they don't really push it i mean the only one that i can think of and it's sort of more fitting with the dragon ball z example is anytime there's a new Yu Yu Hakusho reprice, repackaging, we start seeing it advertised like crazy. So clearly that's still doing well for them also. Right. So I'd say, I don't know if it's doing great. I think it's probably doing at least decent enough that they're they're not saying no to Dragon Ball in the Dragon Boxes. So I guess that's sure. sort of... Yeah. Because they could easily just say... No, we're just doing Z, and that's it. I guess the big question is, do we expect anything about the DBZ TV series? And I'm going to go with an emphatic no, because we're in the middle of a release right now. There's really nothing else. To, or on the, for lack of a better phrase, the definitive version. What else are you going to say about it? There's nothing left to release right now, right? Um, For Z, as far, I, I assume you were more just thinking about Blu-rays when you said that? Yeah, any, any future version of it. I think the answer on that one if and this is just based on what they've been doing lately i think they sort of know that the doing the orange bricks on blu-ray probably isn't gonna fly i mean they they've been dumped it on the one show they could have gone away doing that with kai think it would probably be a wait until if and when toei decides to which i i think we've discussed that before we're not expecting anything all right we expect nothing from z right now i guess we'll move on to dragon ball gt this is i i guess an interesting case <laughs> because the two green bricks came out uh geez was that did they finish in 2008 it's been a little bit since they came out, right? Yeah, it was... Um, it was November 08 and then um, February 09. So yeah. yeah, it's been a little bit. At the same time, though, we do know they are kind of re-releasing those two green bricks packaged together as what they're calling the complete series. That is due out later this year on September 21st. So they haven't formally announced this at a convention yet, as far as I know, but we have a trailer, we have all the media listings. This could be something that they more formally say, yes, this is definitely coming, but I don't anticipate a Dragon Box release for GT, right? This is what we're getting for now. Yeah, I don't even anticipate them announcing it in the way we generally think of them announcing stuff. I think it's a re-release. It'd be sort of like, they never really announced the uh, dual DBZ boxes at Walmart. Right. This is going to be a bullet point on a slide at some point. By the way, we're releasing a package together later on. Yeah. All right. Then uh, before we get into some of the up in the airs, 
We do have Kai coming out right now. The releases are very heavily spaced out. We had part one come out earlier this year with one through 13. Part two isn't due out until September and Nicktoons has already surpassed that in TV broadcast. There's really nothing to say about it right now. They started releasing it. The next one's due out and that's it, right? Yeah, I think Kai's spaced about where you'd expect because one, they have two different TV contracts. Right, right. Then you have the fact that it's still running in Japan and I'm shocked that they... I, <laughs> I mean, know, are, they're catching up. I mean, at this point, do we even really still believe that we're not dreaming that the show actually came out this quickly and we got proper discs and everything? Oh, I know. <laughs> it's very strange. It doesn't seem right, and it's about the schedule you'd expect for a show that, while not necessarily being released 1-1, it's being released pretty close for Toei. Yeah, especially when you take the Nicktoons broadcast into consideration. They're in the 30s right now or something, right? I haven't been watching it all, so I can't, I have no idea. <laughs> They're into freezes stuff. They are past what the next home release will contain, which I believe is going to be 14 to 26, so nothing to say about Kai. My, my guess is that the release schedule, a big part of it is that it will be on a actual national network in the fall. Right, right. So it's keeping it just slow enough so that there's new content on that for people who don't have cable. Definitely. All right, let's move on to the outliers, the fun ones. We already <laughs> talked about movie one a little bit. Um, I guess we'll just touch upon it one more time. Do you think we'll get a more official announcement about it at Oticon this weekend with a date? If it's going to come out this year, absolutely. Yeah. Just because I have to imagine that they'll want to announce it before it's solicited or even reviewed again. Right. Well, I guess the jumping off of that to its own bullet points, um, you think it'll have a new dub? You think that's why they pushed it back? I have to imagine it will, just because I can't imagine with all the redubs they've done that they'd leave this one with the, what, we're talking 1995? Yes, we are. We're talking 15-year-old dub. With, it's, by now it's, what, a third, we're three generations out-dubbed cast-wise? <laughs> exactly. For some, of, for, for some of these characters? Right. Alright, and then if you think we're getting the new dub, um, will it be Stephanie or Colleen playing the role of Goku? I'm not... I have to go with the Kai actors for everyone who's going to show up just because I think they're so the ones... Too. Yeah. They're the cast now. I'm still shocked that we haven't gotten a redub of movie three. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to announce one, but I'm just throwing that out there and that I can't imagine that at some point we're not going to get a redub of that because even, just Goku alone sounds so out of place with every other dub that's ever been done for Dragon Ball well, or Dragon Ball. I'd wager it's one of the most accurate voice portrayals of Goku, but I, I guess that leads into, this is, I mean, we've seen cover art for movie one. We know it's coming at some point. Do you think they're going to go through and do all three maybe include the 10th anniversary movie. You think we're going to get redubbery releases of all the original Dragon Ball movies? Mm, no. No? Just movie one? I think mo movie four was done in that era where they did it. You could argue if they did it properly or not, but they did it as properly as you'd expect it to. Yeah, and it even had the original score at that point when they did it, so Movie, movie three was done with one of the proto-Dragon Ball cast that they were testing for the TV shows. Right. Um, movie two was the first thing they did pre-season three, even. Yeah, that... Movie 2, it's one of those things where you'd logically expect them to just to make it match, but 
I almost wonder if that's just a point of pride, just to leave that one be. Because that's really the first thing Funimation did in-house, as far as, as far as I recall. Yeah, it was the absolute first thing. Before they even got back to Z, they did Dragon Ball Movie 2. Look, the voices aren't great, but it's not a bad dub as far as even we've discussed how Z is at times. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a point of pride, just leaving that one alone. I think we covered the Dragon Ball movies, so let's move on to one of the other outliers from recent history, and that would be the Jump Super Animator special from 2008. Now, at last year's industry panel, Funimation, leading up to the Dragon Box release, uh, I believe it was right after they recapped the Dragon Ball TV series. I forgot what the exact line was, but it was something like, and not what you're expecting. We were expecting Kai to be announced, maybe, or the Jump Super Animator special. Instead, we got a Dragon Box announcement. So that leaves, the only thing left being <laughs> the Jump Super Animator special. Is this something they will have acquired and will announce this weekend at Oticon. Trying to think of the proper way to say this. I'm going to say maybe. I'm sort of throwing the jump special in with the more modern OADs where it's, you know, basically manga, a manga related animation. It doesn't, it has the cast, but it's not necessarily connected to the TV show in the way that we'd normally think of. Right. I mean, it was a Shueisha production as Heath and I have talked about yeah. before. The first OAD that I can think of that's been licensed was Funimation announcing a few months ago that they got the Subasa ones. As far as I know, those are the first uh, of the modern manga related animations that anyone's gotten. Right. Cause this was a manga festival, the Jump Super Animator special. It wasn't the Toei anime yeah. fair as all the movies came from. It was a manga related thing. I, I almost wonder if maybe waiting un to do that until after Kai was, you know, a bit of uh, just a bit of intelligence on their part of let's not piss off Toei by getting Dragon Ball that they can't do anything with. Yeah, because even in Japan, it was a limited edition release. Yeah. I, I imagine that they're trying to get it when they'll announce it don't know. Oh, sure. I mean, they absolutely want it. It's modern enough that I think they can wait another year, release yeah. it in another year, and it'll still hold up perfectly fine. I mean, we're fairly confident it was done in HD, so, I mean, that's something they can keep up with. That's not going anywhere. That'll be perfect to release, but yeah, it's hanging out there with no announcements. I'm pretty sure no other country has it. It's still just a limited Japanese release. Yeah, I think part of that's probably because how many anime companies would have dealt with that specific group. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because a lot, like a lot of them, and they're pro they probably have to deal with possibly have to deal with Viz and other companies who have relations to them. Yeah, sure, definitely. So does I don't think anyone doubts that they're going to get it at some point. It's just a matter of when and when they'll announce it. Yeah, it's probably one of the most complicated Dragon Ball things they'll have had to go after. Yeah. I mean, Kai is complicated because it's new hotness, but at least it's still all the same people they're used to working with. This would be some yeah. new contracts they'd have to work out. And not only that, then you have to wonder about logistical issues like um, would they even approve the same cast Funimation uses? Oh, fair point. Yeah. Toei approves the cast because at least they seem to understand that you can't just swap people in and out mid-show unless you have to. Right, right. There, there's no dealing with that with this because as far as it's it has nothing to do with them all right let's move on to something that is a long requested item and it's almost in the same vein as the jump super animator special because this I would know you know where I i'm cannot. going you know where i'm going i i'm i have a specific guess in mind i can't imagine it'd be anything else just because 
it seems like this comes up very often when I show up on the show in some way or another. Funimation would love to have it. I'm, I'm sure they would have done anything they could have done to get it by now because it is an older production. Is there any chance Funimation will release Saiyajin Zetsumetsu Keikaku or the plan to eradicate the Saiyans, the home video release version of this? I think this is another case of who would they actually have to deal with to get it. <laughs> I wonder if anyone even knows. I mean, sure, to- we know that for this, Toei was involved, but maybe Bandai owns it since it was a guide to started out as a guide to one of their games. It right. may have been done under license from Bandai to Toei, but then the game was uh, under license from whoever to Bandai. I mean, this could be like, you know, dealing with four or five different groups and having to have them all agree on whatever acidine terms every single group wants. Right. I mean, at least with the jump special, it was Shunsuke Kikuchi's score. I mean, music alone, it is at least a musical score they have licensed before. Yeah. The OVA footage, it's got entirely new music. Good luck. The music things never really stopped them before. I think if they could get the footage and the music was a non-starter, they'd either just cut in Z music, Kai music, or just the score they've made before. Really? You think they would do a replaced score in this day and age if they could at least get the footage? If they got the footage and they could not get the music, why? W- I guess the question is, why wouldn't they? Yeah, fair sure, point. Sure, they'd get some shit for it, but then they could go, we couldn't get the music, it was either this or not releasing it at all. Right, which they've done before. Well, what series was it they had the Duran Duran opening? It was, alright, we can't give you that, it, at least you're getting the show. Speed Graffer. The Durant was Speed Graffer, it also happened with uh, Kodacha. Right, right, the first opening theme with from uh, Tokyo. But not only that, the person appeared in the show and they couldn't mention the person. Right, it was silenced out, wasn't it? Uh, I believe in the dub, they changed it in the subtitles, it was muted and they creatively figured out a way to say it in the subtitles without saying it where they just start off enough letters so that right right craziness but that was a leak there was no way for them to have released that show uncut for those few episodes right definitely for the opening i mean yes people would complain but i'd rather have it than not have it even if there's something different sure sure but then that's theorizing just as much on if very <laughs> right, right. On, on if it's even something that would be done. I guess we could have mentioned this back with Z, but Dragon Box the movies. When F- Funimation one year ago announced that they had the Dragon Box Masters for Z, the press release said they had the Masters for the movies. What they've said is exactly as we noted before. You know, we're concentrating on Z. I think at one point they even said we're waiting to see how the TV series does. Do you think we're gonna hear anything, uh, any peep about the movies this weekend? I'm going to say no, although I sort of want to say yes, just because I could imagine that being a nice centerpiece release for their con season, because they really came with Anime Expo swinging out of the park in a way that hadn't been done at a con in a while. Mm-hmm. And this is basically the second half of that at Otakon. If they were going to announce something big this year regarding Z, it would probably... I, I'd, I'd see it being the movies at Otakon just because... They may already have it. Right, right. For all we know, the original press release was a typo. It could have been a mistake someone made. If they were going to come out swinging, then yeah, I think that that could be a possibility. It's been over a year since the double features came out, the remastered double features. I'm looking at movies 12 and 13. That was May 2009. So 
Unlike Z, where there were two months between the Orange Bricks finishing and the Dragon Box announcements, this is over a year for movies, so maybe? Yeah, I'd, I'd say maybe announce. I'm not sure when they'd be released, just because there is a lot of Dragon Ball stuff coming out. Yeah, I mean, do you really want to oversaturate it again? I mean, they're just finishing Dragon Ball. GT's coming out later, we got Kai going on, we got Dragon Boxes for Z, yeah, it's a lot. I mean... But then you have back to, well, they did start to announce movie singles, and then they sort of stopped. And that cheap movie singles, you could have gotten those into basically every video store, you know, and really get some cash flow going. And they canceled those for... I for I gotta imagine they canceled those with reasoning in their mind. Right. I mean, it's not that uh, we don't feel like it. Those were set for November 2009, movies one and two. We actually got Bardock and Trunks, although if I understand correctly, there were a couple minor adjustments on them. But yeah, movies one and two, those singles canceled. There's got to be a reason. Yeah, I can't imagine they decided to, they were going to be, what, $10 a pop? Yeah, they were retailing for like nine ninety eight. I think. They, they would have sold a boatload of those. I, I have to imagine if they decided to cancel it, that's because they didn't want to overstock shelves with something that, I mean, movies like that potentially could sit on a store shelves for a year or two. Yeah, especially when they're the really cheap ones. The stores yeah. just push them over to those bargain bins. Those will hang out there indefinitely. Yeah, I almost think it's the logic of we don't really want those cheaper options to be sitting there a year or two from now because... Right, if we want to do that Dragon Box release, oh, uh, competing yeah. with simultaneous yeah. product. We, we need to make sure it's not going to be competing with because there we, there is no point of comparison between like we did with the orange bricks. Right. These would be, they're, they're remastered, they're widescreen, they're, yeah. I mean, all you can really say is, is they're remastered nicer. <laughs> they're more better. Yeah. From what I understand, I actually don't own any of them because I own the um, Japanese Dragon Box release, so I didn't bother with these. But if I understand correctly, th they were a little inconsistent from release to release. But overall, because there was film, it was a yeah. better process. I mean, even being that these even seem to be, you know, nth generation masters again, they weren't bad releases. Yeah. If you have yeah. if you have a ten dollar Dead Zone on a shelf next to a box, you know, a box with let's say three movies and it's a $50 box with the same movie in it, you're going to get Dead Zone and go home on Amazon and order the other two $10 releases. Yeah, totally. All right. Are there any other, uh, I use these words, ancillary outliers? Is there anything else relating to Dragon Ball that is still hanging out there that Funimation is being coy about, hasn't really talked about? I don't think there's anything. I'd, I'd actually say they've gone out of their way to avoid mentioning it at all. If there will be any sort of, of the extras from the Dragon Boxers showing up on the later sets. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point, too. Because there were very few extras on the Dragon Boxes overall. Right, I mean, right. I mean, they're, they're, they're discussed like they have a lot of things there, but there really is very little. Well, it, it depended on the box. I mean, one of them had, it was a TV special and a commercial for the first Budokai game. Yeah, but overall, there wasn't that much as far as the Japanese Dragon Boxes went. Right. Ujio, we actually went in detail once going down the list. Once you get rid of things that there just isn't much interest in, I mean, like, we'd like to see the toy commercials, but there's no real point to it. It ended up being only like... You're talking about like the safety commercial features and like the, the dance feature as well. I mean, there's not a whole lot of significant stuff. We actually left those in when we when we made a fictional list. We only removed stuff like toy commercials. Yeah, yeah. 
st- stuff that there's really no relevance to, even you know, outside of hey, it's a toy commercial. I think that I don't remember the exact number. It was like seventy minutes of material total. Yeah, for yeah. Everything, but that includes Saiyajin Zetsumetsu Keikaku and the two TV specials. It's a long list when you look at it as a list. When you actually look at it in depth, there aren't that many actual extras there. There's a few that I'd like to see on the box just for curiosity's sake, like the um, Chala Hechala before it was remastered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always fun stuff. There isn't that much. So I'd like to know, is any of that stuff going to be shown up? Are we going to get even any? There's been quite a few American extras that could have shown up at points. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Old Burger King commercials, would that be worth it to go after? But Well, I mean, like stuff that maybe they still don't like. Um, what about the the world of uh, Dragon Ball Z video? Yeah, definitely. It's from the old Trunks and Androids discs. I mean, those weren't that... Th- those were sort of fun. I'd like to see those. I'd like to see Rock the Dragon stuck in there somewhere. I'd like to see... I'd like to see something. But is that relevant to the people buying the Dragon Boxes who are like, well, I'm interested in the Japanese side of thing. What do I care? See, I think you could argue that it's not necessarily about the Japanese side, but rather about Dragon Ball Z in general. They can point out that this... The Dragon Box is the quote-unquote right way to do it. Here's what we've tried... Whether for better or for worse. Right. Here's here's the best, most obscure, most cool things that we can provide on the American side of extras. Equivalence rather than, yeah. As silly as some of the dub stuff is, and we've both railed on different aspects of it at different times, almost none, no one at the site would be sitting there if it wasn't for waking up at 5.30 to wa- see to start off watching Rock the Dragon or other Dragon Ball. You'd like to probably see clips of um, uh, Brian Drummond doing Vegeta. Yeah, why not? Well, we can make those extras ourselves, and we have. I mean, I've done a panel in the past called the DBZ You've Never Seen. I had a commercial from its original syndication broadcast in 95 with the characters introducing the show. So I think they're relying on us to do that kind of stuff. The game here is we come back in a week, look at this half hour of bullshit, and, and see... Wonder- why they have Sailor Moon. <laughs> exactly. Come on, wouldn't that be the best announcement? And we're getting Sailor Stars. And there's no dub. It's remastered. It's great. Oh, abs. If they got it, you couldn't believe they'd redub the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Spe- especially, especially since it's been out of the market for so long at this point. They could effectively market it as yeah, a new show. A complete, <laughs> both as a new show and a redo of a classic. Well, they could do it the same way that uh, Macross was handled. I mean, you. you do it new. Yeah, but but let, let, let's not have any of the Japanese actresses be in the dub. <laughs> that was, I was you so sure? excited Mac Ross dubbed, and five minutes into it, I was like, I'm done. I, I cannot listen to her, her anymore. <laughs> really? Really? You don't want Toto Furia taking over his tuxedo comment in the dub? His English is so good. Welcome to my website. He's great. Yeah, I'm sure he's uh, he'd be utterly fantastic in how many episodes is it total? <laughs> All right. So I think our real prediction is Funimation announces a complete release of Sailor Moon. It's the only thing I could come up with. Every other show I want to have licensed in recent memory, they anna- literally announced at Anime X. I know. Every single thing. <laughs> they, they own the market. It's theirs. Every, every single show that I had on a rescue list or just I want someone. I don't even care if it's I don't care if it's dubbed. I'd like Blu-rays. I don't even care. I just want to be able to buy the show and get rid of copies that are not legal. I want to buy these shows. Right. They announced every single goddamn thing that was on that list. I know. All right. So we'll come back in a week. We'll take a look and see how we did. Yep. All right. Good deal. (laughs) 
So there you go, folks. A very special episode 227 of Daizen Shui X, the podcast. A little different from what we normally do, but I think it was fun. It's good to make these awful predictions to have no real weight or relevance or knowledge or anything whatsoever. We like to pretend we know what we're talking about. We'll kind of regroup in another week or so and see how we did and what to expect in the coming year, at least here in North America, but also beyond, you know, on the podcast. We talk about the Japanese releases. We like to keep up with the Spain releases, the Italian releases. Argentina's got manga. We do focus worldwide on the Dragon Ball franchise. And as I said early in the episode, it is great to have you with us. So we'll see you for episode 228 of the podcast, wherever and whenever that may be. Until then, my name is Mike, Vegito EX. You can visit us online at www.daizex.com. Dot com that is Daizenshu EX. We can be found on Twitter as well at Daizex, D-A-I-Z-E-X, and over on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you when we see you.